If you're like me, you can't get enough John Mulaney, and that's good. Because during the Netflix is a Joke Festival, John Mulaney is presenting a brand new show called Everybody's in L.A. It's six live episodes created and starring John that will stream live on Netflix during the Netflix is a Joke Fest. This is going to be an unconventional show with very big special guests. Watch John Mulaney Presents Everybody's in L.A. debuting May 3rd live at 7 p.m. Pacific Standard Time only on Netflix. Here's something that we've known since the dawn of bread. Everything is better sliced. Let me explain. Slice a pineapple, you get a blast of fresh fruit. Slice some jeans, get some jorts. That's why the new Captain Morgan Sliced went all in on four bold, deliciously sliced cocktail-style flavors, including pineapple daiquiri, strawberry margarita, mango mai tai, and passion fruit hurricane. Try the new Captain Morgan Sliced because sliced is better. Visit CaptainMorgan.com to find Sliced near you. Does not contain real fruit or juice. Captain Morgan Sliced, premium flavored malt beverage with natural flavor and certified color. Captain Morgan and Co. Plainfield, Illinois. Please drink responsibly. 21 plus. Hey, everybody. Just wanted to give you a quick heads up here. There's something we should all be doing. It's going to improve your life, make every day a little bit better. And that is eat more Reese's peanut butter cups. Yes. Think about it. All the gurus, all the coaches out there, they've never said the words eat more Reese's. I mean, that combination of sweet chocolate and salty peanut butter. I mean, this is something that brings other people and ourselves joy. That's why there's two in a pack. Shop Reese's peanut butter cups now at a store near you found wherever candy is sold and often in my pantry because I love these. The truth about wet spots. Teachers unite and I'm right and you're wrong. Places, everyone. It's time for Last Looks. If you made a call so you could chat with Paul To ask him what you really want to know Or maybe just kick back, have some fun and relax Cause you want to hear an entertaining show Sure some things they forgot, whether you noticed or not So now it's time to set the record straight It's the mini episode, last looks, here we go And start, how did this get made? Hello, my horny American daredevils and my French werewolves. I'm your host, Paul Shear, and welcome to How Did This Get Made? Last Looks, where you get to voice your issues on American Werewolf in Paris. And I know there are a lot. Plus, I'll tell you what I'm watching. We'll reveal next week's movie. And as always, I will try to solve your problems on Paul's helpline. But first things first, a big shout out to Devin Helmer. Devin composed that amazing opening theme song to Last Looks. Devin, that was aces. I've never used that term before, but I feel like it's appropriate after hearing that song. Uh, if you want to send a song to the show, we love them. We love to hear your songs. We love to have songs like Devin's songs that are good. So send them to us at how did this get made at earwolf.com. But keep them short, 15 to 20 seconds is best. And uh, just a little bit of housekeeping to get out of the way. Uh, how did this get made is going back on tour at the end of the month. It is our big Halloween tour our actually rescheduled summer tour. So if you had tickets for the summer tour, those tickets are still good. Can't wait to see it. But maybe you couldn't go to our summer tour. Now it's a Halloween tour and you can buy tickets fresh. That's right. Tickets are still available for Indianapolis, Detroit, Cleveland, and Chicago. Just a handful in Chicago. Um, But we would love to see you out and we would love to see you in your best Halloween costume. That's right. We want you to come dressed as your favorite How Did This Get Made character. Maybe that's Jason. Maybe that's me. Maybe that's the uh, 
epitome of what Tall John is. We've never really seen Tall John, even though I am Tall John, but maybe there is a Tall John costume. I don't know. And as always, if you can't think of anything, just get some red pantyhose and come as Sean Connery's character from Zardoz. Uh, if you want to find out what movies we're talking about, uh, just go to hdtgm.com. You can get tickets there as well. And if you live on the West Coast, we might have one more opportunity for you to come see us on tour. Stay tuned for an announcement about that in just a little bit of time. Not LA, but close. Um, plus, I just want to give a shout out to our Discord. Our Discord is amazing. They made the big move this year to go from the the dying, how did this get made, message boards on the old Earwolf website. They They came over, they trusted me to start this Discord, and it's been amazing. And you know what? There's been one thing since this show has started that has been requested more than anything else. And it's not a movie, but it is control. It is control. And we are finally going to give you some control because we're letting you pick a movie for this podcast. That's right. We've never let you do it. Why? We don't trust you. We trust Averill. Averill is an amazing producer. She picks great, great films. But you know what? The Discord is great, and now I'm giving my trust to you, and you're going to pick it. That's right. And if you have not been on our Discord yet, go check it out at discord.gg slash hgtdm. You can also go to my Discord at discord.gg slash paulshear, and you can vote for the first time ever on what movie you want us to do. Is it Phantom of the Paradise, Antitrust, Making Contact, a.k.a. Joey, Dracula 2000, Doppelganger, Mother May I Sleep with Danger, Titanic, The Legend Goes On, or Plan 9 from Outer Space. I mean, a real eclectic group of films here. Vote, and we will pick the one with the most votes, unless we really don't like it. But you know what? I actually think that this is a great list. We can't go wrong here. Uh, so get on that discord, discord.gg slash hgtgm to tell us what you want us to cover. All right. Anyway, let's get into it, people. I know we talk a lot about movies, but there are bigger things out there in the world. You got problems. Let me solve them. It is time for Paul's Helpline. I woke up this morning with a big lump on my balls. Should I call my doctor? No, I think I better call Paul. I better call Paul. I woke up this morning with a note tacked to my wall. Said I'm leaving you for your brother, so I think you better call Paul. You better call Paul. Yes, I better call Paul. Better call Paul. Yeah, better call Paul. Ooh, like that theme. That is from John Cohen Artistry. I like that. Um, okay, here we go, people. You know the drill. You give me a call and you ask me questions. And sometimes we get questions that we really can't answer because last week um, we had a teacher call from Florida who wanted to know how to raise awareness for the plight of teachers. Um, there's so many things going on in Florida and we thought that this is a very interesting conversation to open to our Discord and to everybody who listened to the show. And we got so many great uh, words of wisdom and advice. You can read all of that on the Paul Helpline section of our Discord. But I thought this phone call from Daphne uh, 
was pretty great. Hey, um, my name is Daphne, and I'm actually calling to respond to Janet from Florida, who is the former teacher who was asking a question, um, how to raise awareness and help get her voice heard on a larger scale. I'm a former teacher, and I've actually worked with reporters for the last few years to help bring awareness to this exact issue. So I agree with your recommendation for her to go to TikTok. Um, there's actually a hashtag. It's teacher quit talk. I know that that's silly, but that is where a lot of former teachers are sharing their stories and building a community. And I know for a fact that reporters are following that hashtag um, because they found me on there. And they, that's where they tell me that they're finding some of the teachers that they're interviewing on a local level get school board members that are elected that are going to fight for teachers. That is just such an important thing for everybody to really know about what they can do. Anyhow, if I could connect with Janet in one way, I would tell her to connect with me at my Instagram account, um, at Teacher Career Coach. Because of the large audience that I have in this work, reporters do reach out to me to match them specifically with teachers who have left in specific areas or for specific reasons for their interviews. So I'd love to connect with her or anyone else. Thanks. Bye. Thank you, Daphne. Look at that. People help people. Sometimes I help. Sometimes you help. But this is what I love. I love the conversation. So keep these helpline uh, calls coming. I, I love them. Bigger the questions. Let's group think. Let's put it together. It'll take a couple of weeks for us to figure it out because, you know, people will be calling in and doing all this stuff. But anyway, give us a call. Uh, leave some voicemails. Don't be shy. And uh, you could just, you know. I don't know. I could be here to help you. Maybe I can give you plans uh, for how to bail on, uh, you know, going out with some friends one night or uh, how to tell, you know, uh, someone that you want to break up with them or, or or I could solve, you know, what couple's costume to wear for Halloween. I, I'm, I'm open to it all. Anyway, give us a call at 619-P-A-U-L-A-S-K. That's 619-PAUL-ASK. All right. We'll be right back with your questions, comments, and concerns on American Werewolf in Paris. Today's podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. I love Squarespace. I'm in the middle of trying to balance my business life and my real life. This work-life balance, it's tough, but Squarespace has been helping me by giving me the tools to reach my goals and have time to celebrate. That's right. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online with the guided design system of Squarespace Blueprint. You can select from curated layouts to styling options, optimize for every device, get your website discovered fast with integrated optimized SEO tools, Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. You can accept credit cards, PayPal, Apple Pay. Plus, with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about. You choose your tone and enter what you need to get auto-generated perfect text. Anyway, I love Squarespace. I've been building sites with them from the beginning. And when I launched my book, I said I'm doing it all myself on Squarespace, and I'm very pleased with it. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash bonkers to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. I recently went to the Telluride Comedy Festival and I was sick and tired of staying in the same kind of cookie cutter places. And I went on Airbnb and I found a perfect spot for me and the family. We had an amazing time because we felt like home. Then I realized, wait a second, what if I could give that feeling to someone else? Yes. That's the best part. When you're away, your home could be an Airbnb. That's right. Many people host on Airbnb, but there are people who have never thought about it or didn't even realize that their space could be an Airbnb. Hosting can easily fit into your lifestyle and you can make someone feel great 
and make a little bit of money too because we all need a little bit of money and maybe your talent or your gift to the world is having a killer place. So if you have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Today's episode is brought to you by Cap'n Crunch. Who said the kids get to have all the breakfast fun time? Break away from the ordinary with Cap'n Crunch and bring back the spirit of adventure to your mornings. Everyday life can be stressful, but a tasty bowl of Cap'n Crunch is an escape from morning monotony. Enjoy the bold flavors like original Cap'n Crunch, Crunch Berries, Oops All Berries, and Peanut Butter. Plus, the crunch you love is now available in cinnamon, and it is delicious. Even in a sea of milk, the crunch of Cap'n Crunch is epic. Yes, my family is all in on the Cinnamon Captain Crunch. I didn't think you could make it better, but they did. I love my Captain Crunch, and now I love sharing it with my kids. Join the crew for your next breakfast time crunch venture. Get Captain Crunch's new Cinnamon Crunch now at a retailer near you. And learn more at CaptainCrunch.com. Okay, last week we talked at length about American Werewolf in Paris. We had questions. We might have even missed a few things. Actually, we missed a lot because a lot of people felt like we desperately needed to see American Werewolf in London to see all the in-jokes that we missed. But you know what? We don't care. We don't care. Maybe we'll do it on Unspooled. But right now, we went in just experiencing this movie like every teen went to go see American Werewolf in Paris. Anyway, uh, you're going to fill us in. You're going to tell us everything that we missed, everything that we got wrong on a little section we like to call Corrections and Omissions. Corrections! Omissions! Corrections! Omissions! Thank you, Sean Fogel. Great theme. People, I'm excited. First of all, I'm excited because I feel vindicated. We'll get to that in a second. But secondly, we're going to be talking a lot about the Eiffel Tower today. That's right, a lot of Eiffel Tower-related content, and we'll start off with Dr. Guts 1003. I would not have guessed that this film would have so many similarities to another How Did This Get Made film, A View to a Kill. Both films feature a woman jumping off the Eiffel Tower, both feature the protagonist stealing a Frenchman's car and the victim overreacting in response to the carjacking, and both have villains with connections to Nazism. Given all these parallels, I am now disappointed that when Tom Everett Scott and Julie Bowen go to dinner, they are not watching that woman from Avtac perform her butterfly papillion show. Yes, you know what? I still love those butterfly puppets. They were pretty great. That's one of my <laughs> favorite moments in View to a Kill, which is saying uh, a lot about that movie. All right, GT75 writes, it is possible to bungee jump off the Eiffel Tower, but not like they did it in the movie. Back in 1987, the creator of bungee jumping jumped from underneath the second floor of the tower, allowing him to fall straight down the center through the large opening in the middle of the first floor observation deck. The fall's only about 370 feet, but it would be uh, more in line with the amount of rope that Tom Everett Scott had. And he has put a clip here, and wow, it is impressive. First of all, why would you not do the thing that is the thing that's already been done? It's right there for you. I guess it's not that exciting, but you could probably have done it practically, so it would have been way more interesting. Anyway, we're going to put that clip 
uh, in the show notes so you can check it out if you're not on the Discord. But uh, I love that the creator of Bungie Jumping went to the Eiffel Tower. Oh, this movie makes me mad. Anyway, uh, Corgi Herder writes, before the main character sees the woman jump off the Eiffel Tower, he's looking at a notebook of calculations and nothing he has written down makes sense. Okay, this is what I love. Getting into the math, the listed wind speed is 28 miles per hour. You don't want to bungee jump with significant winds next to a structure. Yeah, you know what? Even as someone who doesn't bungee jump, I get that. Number two, with his crew drawing, the jump is close to the tower's height of 1,000 feet. They're not at the very top, but for reference, if they're close, the record for a bungee jump off a fixed object is 764 feet off the Macau Tower. Uh, so, all right, that would be the... I mean, look, they are on a daredevil tour, man. They got to go high. Uh, the guy in the crowd was wrong. Tom Everett Scott does list the correct acceleration of gravity. Oh, okay, wait. They, now there's some defense. The guy probably assumed it was written as meters, not feet. But that's still not helpful for calculating a bungee jump attempt. You need spring force formula to figure out the length of the bungee needed, not how fast you will free fall in a vacuum. So boom, a math slam. Corgi Herder coming to play. Not happy that they have not won the correction and omission in a while. And they really wanted to serve it up. Anyway, Silence of the Grams writes, FYI, Paul, Warren Zevon's song, Werewolves of London, is not in the original film. Oh, really? I know that Warren Zevon like wrote that song in like 10 minutes and it became the biggest hit of his career and the rest of his work is not like that at all. And I love that scene on uh, Larry Sanders show where Warren Zevon is the musical guest and he's just like, please don't make me play that song. And then they make him play that song. And it's and that was like the first time I realized that he hated that song and what a like what a travesty like that he has a, an amazing body of work and like a fuck around song took off there's an album i'm going off here on a tangent really quick van morrison was in a record contract and he had to record like 70 tracks uh or release 70 tracks do something with like 70 tracks before he could get out of his contract someone will be able to correct me on all this but who cares cuz the point is not about the tracks it's about this. That album is released, uh, Bootleg, and it is one of my favorite things because it's like, uh, it's basically uh, Van Morrison going, this is song 45. 45 is the number of this song. And it's all just him fucking around, just trying to make enough songs. I think they had to be a certain length. So it's like that guy who just uh, says everybody's name and poop, which if you've not done that on Spotify, just type in your name and poop and you'll see what you get. And I think the artist is called the man who sings about poop and toilet bowls. Uh, let's go to the phone. Damon from DC. What do you got? Hi, Paul. This is Damon from Washington, DC. Come with uh, one thing from American Werewolf in Paris. I find it so weird how Every scene seems to lead back to Seraphine's villa. Specifically, when they're in the, the catacombs and they fall through the floor into the water, 
somehow that water system leads to a tiny door in Seraphine's basement? Like, what's that about? And also, then, when Tom Everett Scott runs away uh, from Claude from the second time that he leaps out in his underwear, um, gives them the slip and then immediately comes back as though, like, Claude would never think to come look for him there. Um, and yet, somehow, while Claude has run off uh, to chase him, he's also managed to steal all of the serum. So some really weird things happening around always getting back to Seraphine's villa in that basement. So love the show uh, and can't wait to see you out on the road sometime. I mean, Damon, you are completely right. I didn't think about that. Why is the world connected to this little villa that seems so far out of town? Uh, and I would say probably because of budget. Um, that really is... <laughs> It's so stupid when you when you listed them all together like that. Uh, great point there, Damon. DC, we'll be back one day. I loved our shows in DC. That was a blast. Uh, let's go to Kid from Los Angeles with a correction. Hey, this is a kid from Los Angeles. I don't think that the the guy who turned um, the main character into a werewolf. Uh, is the same guy who turned the French girl into a werewolf because there's a scene when she's on top of uh, on top of him <clears throat> and a uh, and she's talking to her dead mom when she's like you've got to be more careful about who you turn and she mentions that uh, whatever the the skinhead's name is it wasn't my fault because he stole my blood I thought that the idea was he like used her and stole her blood somehow to become a werewolf so that he could like turn his like other skinhead followers into werewolves. I, I, that was at least my impression. Yes, kid, you are right. We actually discussed this a little bit on the live show. We cut it out, not because of any other reason than because we wanted to hear it from your mouth. You said it succinctly and kid, you are right. He stole her blood to turn himself and other skinheads into werewolves. All right, and uh, let's go to our final one from Ryan from Livermore. It's another uh, omission. Uh, what do you got? Hi, Paul. This is Ryan from Livermore. Um, I guess I'm calling about an omission uh, from the last episode. So you guys never settled on what actually cures Seraphine. And when I watched it, I assumed it was the injection she gets in the back of the ambulance. Because she was not made into a werewolf by Claude, and she didn't eat Claude's heart. So her cure had to be the cure her father had was trying to find. And so she gets this injection in the back of the ambulance, and really fast the guy says, we're losing her, we're losing her, give her an accelerant. But it's like with a thick French accent, you can't understand it. And the subtitles even say inaudible. But uh, she gets an accelerant, and they linger for a long time on the syringe when she's getting the injection. And like way too long for it to not be an important part of the movie. So I think that's what's supposed to be the cure um, for her werewolfism. And they just, you know, then live happily ever after, I guess, after that. So um, anyway, love the show. Great. See you later. Okay. I like this. Yes, she is cured by the adrenaline accelerant. But that's why I believed that the end of the movie, which we'll get to in a second, where they had to keep on jumping off of things, was to keep it at bay. Like, she always needs that kind of uh, accelerant injection. It's not just one and done. Can't be, can it? Ryan? Can it only be one? 
I don't know. All right, let's go to the Discord because there are people on there that are going to be backing me up. Um, so Matt Harvest writes this. Uh, Paul, you're not the only one who thought the bungee jumping at the end was to stave off being a werewolf. Screen rants. I love screen rant. Uh, Michael Kennedy writes, the ending of the film, which sees the lead couple control their werewolf transformations by doing adrenaline-fueled activities like bungee jumping, is also an eye roller. So, boom. Me and Screen Rant are on the same page. Um, And now, guess what? It's heating up. People are starting to get on the same page here because Jambalaya, uh, Jambalaya agrees. That's right. Jambalaya agrees. Because, yes, despite the no reactions from the audience and on the Discord, Julie Delpy turns into a werewolf when injected with a depressant by her stepfather. At the end of the movie, she's injected with adrenaline and it seems to have the opposite effect. As Ryan says noted, it's implied that Delpy's mother is a love interest from the first film, meaning her lycanthropy was inherited at birth from her father. Unlike Andy, her curse couldn't be lifted, only controlled. Hence, Delpy continues to perform adrenaline-inducing acts in order to stave off a transformation. This is likely while the original storyline was altered to include the Daredevil tour. Bam, bam, bam. As our new producer, Scott, says, sorry, Julie Bowen, let's change it to justice for Paul Shear. By the way, did a little charity event with Julie uh, for, uh, you know, with the L.A. Food Bank. Uh, and a lot of people were tweeting at me, like, did you tell her? Did you tell her? No, I didn't tell her that we made a shirt with her face on it that said justice for Julie Bowen. It would be impossible for me to explain all the ins and outs of that. Uh, if she finds out about it, I have no problem with it. But for me to like lay that on uh, in a casual way, I, I think I would come off uh, absolutely insane. Anyway, Grumblebottom writes, okay, anatomy time. The American Werewolf in Paris animators don't know a dang thing about canine bone structure. The transformation sequence shows what appears to be the lower leg bones, the tibia and the fibula, cracking and angling back to create an oft-referenced dog leg. I know a lot of people think that this is a canine's knee, but knees don't go in that direction. The so-called dog leg is in the canine's heel. To make an analogy to human anatomy... Canines basically walk around on their fingers and toes. The other hand and foot and bones are elongated as compared to humans. That's all. There's no backward bones. Rick Baker got his shit right in American Werewolf in London, showing how humans' hands and feet stretched out to take on a canine form. By the way, we did show the full sequence in uh, the theater there. That Rick Baker, that scene is amazing. Uh, this one's from HXC Kid Vinny on Twitter. Did y'all forget you had a bit about sleeping in the wet spot on the league? Uh, yeah, I did. We did a lot of we did that show for seven years. I don't remember every moment of it. Uh, but Scott pulled the clip. Uh, here we go. This is uh from the league talking about wet spots. 
Get ready. Juices? Yeah. Oh, no. 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 Well, what's wrong with that? What are you, you going to call it? How about bitters or a spritz? No, those are mixology terms. That's why I call it love foam. Oh, that is horrific. What do you do to clean up the wet spot? Sophia makes me put a towel down. Ooh, you showed her, buddy. You guys are going about this all wrong. Okay? You have to embrace the wet spot. Do what I do. I sleep in it. Like a pig who lives in his own slop. Can't believe we just played that clip. Anyway, uh, so many great corrections and omissions this week. But I got to tell you, there's only one winner here. And and as much as I want to give it to Jambalaya, because Jambalaya really breaks it all down. Jambalaya, clearly the smartest. But you know what? I feel like Corgi Herder has been working hard to get back to this winner position. And you know what? Corgi Herder, we're giving it to you. That's right. You win nothing, but you get this amazing song from Sean Fogel. Hit it! You win! Nothing! You win! Nothing! All right, if you want to chime in with your own thoughts about the latest episode, hit up the Discord at discord.gg slash hdtgm or call me at 619-PAUL-ASK. All right, coming up, I tell you all the things that you should be watching on Paul's Picks. But right now, I'm going to give you a special one. Uh, if you like The Good Fight, which I love, uh, it's the spinoff of The Good Wife. It is such a good show and only gets better and better and better. How does it get better? Um, Mandy Potemkin playing a judge who's like on a Netflix show that's like people's court in the back of a copier shop. Uh, Elaine May as the ghost of... Um, uh, of, of Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Um, let's talk about Andre Brower on the show. Let's talk about Delroy Lindo just crushing it. Uh, so many great people come in and out of the show, and I'm very lucky to be one of those people on the final season. Uh, and I come in and, uh, I'm a real, uh, I'm a real dickhead. Uh, but I love it. Uh, this show is such a treat to be on, and, uh, man, oh man, what a blast. Okay, so that's a little tease. I'll be talking more about what you should be watching in Paul's Pick, and The Good Fight is on Paramount+. Plus. But before we even get into any of that, we've had so many amazing Second Opinion songs on the road, and at the Dallas show, we had some great ones. So I'm going to give you a couple more of our favorite ones. We'll be right back after these songs. Hit it! I see a bad movie rising. <laughs> this CGI is so bad that it hurts. Hold on, did he just sniff her butthole? Do all French werewolves just wear sleeveless shirts? I go to Amazon tonight. I got some dumb shit I can write. You say one star, I got five. Thank you, I'm Chris. Thank you, Chris. All right, come on forward, come on forward. We know how it's done now. Now it's time for Second Opinions. Werewolf boobs, daredevil bro dudes, in Paris there is no explanation. <laughs> Furry massacre clubs and fetishization. <laughs> Bang on graves, jump in fountains, and there'll be too much evaporation. If you think this film sucks, you're mistaken. <laughs> if you want a second... You killed it. And he took you his applause it. break. Beautiful. My name is Mark. Mark, everybody! Sorry, Mark, that was you great. Out, you went out on a high note. 
Here's the thing, people. Walmart Plus is the membership that saves you time and money on the stuff you'd expect, but also on the stuff you don't. Let me explain. Did you know with your Walmart Plus membership, you can save money on gas? Yeah. Save gas while you drive the kiddos to soccer practice, plus visit your in-laws, plus venture into the wilderness, plus wherever you want to go. Because Walmart Plus also saves you time and money with free delivery, perfect for ordering new remote batteries or coffee when somebody finishes it without telling you. And then, you know, it's all your snacks that you have stored in the back of that pantry for movie night. How dare they? Plus, you can actually even save on the actual movies with a Paramount Plus subscription. Stream Top Gun Maverick plus Mean Girls plus Jack Reacher plus so much more because savings is what this whole Walmart Plus membership is all about anyways. Members save on gas plus free delivery plus Paramount Plus, plus so much more. Start a free 30-day trial at www.walmartplus.com. See Walmart Plus terms and conditions, $35 order minimum, Paramount Plus essential plan only, separate registration required. Today's show is brought to you by BetterHelp. You know, there are things that we need to get off our chest. Maybe someone in your life, a loved one, is driving you crazy, but they don't mean to be driving you crazy. And you want to vent and you want to get it out, but you just don't want to drop it on them because you're not really mad at them. Maybe you're mad at yourself because we all have these things that set off our stressors, right? We keep them bottled up and they start to affect us. And we start to then affect other people because our energy is off. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You fill out a questionnaire, you get matched, and then guess what? If you don't like your therapist, you can switch to another licensed therapist at any time for no additional charge. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash bonkers today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash bonkers. I was traveling with my kids. We stopped to get breakfast at Shake Shack and my kids said, mom said, we can have milkshakes. And I was so tired. It didn't make sense to me, but I was like, if June says the kids can have milkshakes, I'll get them milkshakes. I got them milkshakes. June's like, I never said that. And you know what? I felt ripped off. I felt ripped off by my own kids. And that's the feeling I never like to have. I never like to get ripped off by anyone. And that's why Harry's started their company of Harry's Razors, because they saw customers getting ripped off by questionable products in the shaving industry. And they decided to do something better. That's right. They decided to do a razor that had a great price, high customer satisfaction, that had a no-risk trial, and they have other self-care products that meet the same quality standards as their razors, okay? I love the body wash, and they have deodorant that smells damn good. I gotta tell you, I love these razors. They are perfect, and now I am a paying subscriber. That's right. So do not settle for the status quo. Blaze your own trail with Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3. That's right. Go to harrys.com slash bonkers. That's harrys.com slash bonkers for a $3 trial set. You know, if you're listening to How Did This Get Made, you might be saying, wow, I love that you have like these two episodes a week. Well, one of those reasons that we have two episodes a week is because we're doing something called Matinee Monday. Okay. Matinee Monday is a chance for us to revisit old movies in our back catalog that have not been 
out from behind the paywall in a very long time. And last week on Unspooled, we did Midsommar, and so we figured we would pair that with The Wicker Man. Uh, Jonah Ray was on that episode. It's a great one, not the bees. I mean, classic, uh, crazy Nick Cage. I loved it. Uh, so, you know, enjoy your podcast listening. You can listen to a little Wicker Man, listen to a little Midsommar, uh, and you'll be disturbed by the fact that I don't even really... Uh, get mad at the cult that much. I just talk about some other shit. People have been like, why Why do you let the cult off so easy? I, you know, they, they seem nice. Anyway, uh, next week's Matinee Monday continues our how did this get made? That's right. Our horror month uh, here. Uh, we'll continue our werewolf theme with Howling 2, Your Sister's a Werewolf, featuring Tignataro and Stephanie Aileen. We actually recorded that. Was that in D.C.? I think it was. So look at that. Okay. Uh, I love it. I love our matinee Monday. So every Monday you'll get a special treat. And if you want to listen to a little bit more behind the scenes info about that, you can watch my video series on my YouTube page. Just go to my YouTube page, uh, Paul Shear. That's it. Uh, all right. We spent a lot of time hearing from you, but no one, no one has asked me what I'm up to, what I'm into. That's why it is now time for Paul's picks of the week. Homonym, hit it! All right, people, let's get into it. Uh, I am a huge fan of Mission Impossible. I love Christopher McQuarrie. And um, there was an Empire Magazine podcast handful of years ago, I feel like it was like a six hour podcast with Macquarie, um, close to it, something giant like that. And it was amazing. Listening to Christopher Macquarie talk about how he makes movies is just, I mean, I love it. I love it so much. It's, it's spontaneous. It's exciting. It's really super visceral. And there's a podcast called light the fuse, light the fuse is a mission impossible podcast. If you're not listening to light the fuse, you're missing out. Uh, they have been breaking down every aspect of the Mission Impossible series, uh, whether that is reading, you know, first draft scripts, talking to directors who were maybe attached, talking to directors who actually directed them. Brian De Palma is on the show. They talk to visual effects people. They've talked to Christopher McQuarrie. They get into every little nook and cranny about Mission Impossible. And, you know, I love those movies so much. And on episode 200, Macquarie comes back and brings on a Love Boat cast of stars, which is topped off by Tom Cruise. And listening to Tom Cruise and Macquarie talk about this brand new Mission Impossible with Nick Offerman on there as well. Uh, a lot of the stars of Top Gun, because they also did a spinoff podcast called Top Fuselage, which is all <laughs> about Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. Uh, it's a great episode. Light the Fuse podcast. The podcast is great too. The check it out. Um, highly, highly recommend anytime you can listen to Christopher McQuarrie and Tom Cruise talk about how they make their insane uh, films. Now, I also want to talk about a book that I just finished reading and I absolutely love. Uh, Betty Gilpin, who you know from uh, Glow and the movie The Hunt, which is fantastic and tomorrow war uh betty gilpin released a book it's called all the women in my brain and other concerns 
and it's a memoir and it's stream of consciousness. It it is just phenomenal. And uh I loved it. I read it so quickly. Um it I've been on like a little bit of a book tear, as a matter of fact. And Betty Gelpin's book is so much fun. I read and listened to it. I went back and forth on it. And her reading her own words is, I think, even better than the book because it's such an interesting pace and tone that the audiobook really serves it well. Um, also, a good friend of mine uh, is Justin Halpern. Um, and Justin is the creator of Shit My Dad Says, you know, that famous giant thing that happened that took over the internet by storm. Um, and Justin wrote these books uh, about his dad that I think it was like the Twitter stream and then it was the books and then it was a TV show, which he was uh, didn't create, but he was, you know, uh, on the side of. But th- this is like really his dad and him and a journey between him and his dad. And it was so great to go back and listen to it, like, like when a little bit of the pomp and circumstance of that went down, because it is so legitimately funny. Shit My Dad Says, the book, is just a great coming-of-age story with this really interesting dad who is a uh, a scientist, and the relationship between him and his son is truly just uh, really, really great. Now, that is a book that I recommend not listening to the audiobook of because the guy who does it is trying to make it too fucking character I mean, I feel like, um, like four of the voices in there are, are variations of south park characters it's like cartman again uh but uh yeah so definitely check out that book shit my dad says is a great read and you know what we're coming up to the holidays maybe it's a great stocking stuffer get it get it now what else do i want to talk about here oh my goodness uh i saw got to see rrr rrr is a uh a film that if you've not yet seen I think Jason and I will talk about it on one of these Quar Chats, which we got to retitle. What's a good title for Quar Chat? Let me know. Um, with 900 people at the Man's Chinese Theater last Friday night, the director um, came and we got to speak to him. This movie is going to make a run at the Academy Awards, and it should. It is absolutely amazing. Now, here's the thing. If you like RRR, you have not seen RRR, and it's a three and a half hour movie. And I got to tell you, I went in just going like, I'll watch the first 15 minutes. And I was like, holy shit, this movie, I, I couldn't stop watching it. Um, uh, now, I'm going to mispronounce this, and, and I apologize for mispronouncing this. But Bahubali, the beginning, is one of two films. There's two parts of it. And I think that it might even be better than RRR. I don't know. It's really, really good. They're all on Netflix. RRR, Bahubali, The Beginning and The Conclusion. Check these films out. Uh, he also does a remake of The Fly. Uh, like This director, uh, S.S. Rajamuli, is truly a treat. And um, we got to learn so much. His, the Q&A I put up on my Instagram page, but you can go check it out at Beyond Fest. Uh, me and Amy Nicholson uh, get to sit down with him for 45 minutes, take a lot of questions from the audience. Anyway, those are some of the things that I think you should be checking in. Okay, let's talk about next week's movie. We're going from a literal werewolf paw to a figurative monkey paw. That's right. Next week, we are watching 2017's Wish Upon, starring Joey King and Ryan Phillippe. Here's a short breakdown of the plot teenage girl played by joey king is gifted a music box that promises to grant its owner seven wishes 
At first, her life starts to radically improve, but she quickly discovers she must pay a deadly price for each wish. All right, Rotten Tomatoes gives this film a 19% on the tomato meter, and Matt Zoller cites from RogerEbert.com says, the best thing you can say about it is that the acting is all right. There are a few decently executed moments of nastiness. The whole thing is in focus, and you can understand what's being said. Wow. You know what? I agree with all of that, but that, let's take a listen to the trailer. You know that wish box that your dad got you? Has it played any music yet? What? Why? When the music ends, the blood price is paid. For every wish, someone you love dies. I didn't know that any of this would have happened. Oh, God. Wish upon rated PG-13. Okay. Uh, wow, wow, wow. You can watch Wish Upon for free on Tubi or Pluto TV or even the Roku channel. Uh, but you can also rent it on Apple TV, Amazon, or YouTube. And if you want, check out Hoopla or Canopy, which are digital media services offered by your local public library. They're great. Anyway, uh, that's what I got for you. Next week, we are talking about Wish Upon. How did this get made is in full swing, people. I cannot wait to talk about more horror movies with you. If you like this show, please rate and review it. It actually helps. Yes. And if you listen on Apple Podcasts, make sure you are following us. Visit us on social media at HDTGM. Visit us on Discord. And if you want commercial free access to every episode, even new ones of How Did This Get Made and our entire archive, sign up for Citra Premium for a free one-month trial. Use the code BONKERS. A big thank you to our producers, Scott, Sonny, Molly Reynolds, and our engineer, Devin Bryant, and our publisher, July Diaz. Also, our amazing uh, movie-picking producer, Avril Halley. We will see you next week for Wish Upon. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. The living room is where you make life's most beautiful memories. But your sofa shouldn't be the one remembering them. The new life-resistant, high-performance furniture collection from Ashley is designed to withstand all the spills, slip-ups, and muddy paws that come with the best parts of life. Ashley high-performance sofas and recliners are soft, on-trend, and easy to clean. Shop the high-performance furniture in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home.